From Olsen Entertainment Group, this is Who Wrote That Book, where we interview authors and learn more about their life and work. Fall in love with your favorite story and author all over again. I'm Laura, and on this episode, how Ray-Ann Thane went from being a local journalist to being an internationally known author. What was your what was your childhood like in Utah? Like what what things like do you remember doing um, growing up? Things like that. So actually, my childhood was spent in Indiana and Michigan. So I grew. We moved to Utah when I was thirteen. So most of my elementary school years were in Indiana, and we grew up on a little farm. Um, it was just a little three acre farm, but we didn't have close neighbors. I have a large family. There's seven of us, and so. They were like my playmates because we didn't have, we weren't close enough to like ride our bikes to friends' houses or anything like that. So we didn't, we didn't do a lot of that. Um, and so we, we just had this little farm with a bunch of outbuildings and, and my parents had big gardens and we'd help with the gardens and sell, you know, produce out on the street sometimes in the summer. Summers were lots of fun. Um, but I was an avid reader. I'm, I'm exactly in the middle of my family. And so, there wasn't really a, you know, a sibling that was like linked to me. Like some, of, I have two little sisters and two older sisters and then two brothers who were obviously close to each other. So I was kind of the odd one out. So I was always reading and my, I always had my own room and I was always reading. Um, and that's sort of where I started my love of words and books and, and everything was just growing up without a lot of friends close by. Uh, so I would read a lot. And that was kind of my biggest memories. And my mom was a huge reader. And so that influenced all of my siblings. We're all big readers now. Um, and just uh, love, love discovering new authors and, and finding, you know, genres that we like to read. And that's sort of what started everything. Wow, that is so cool. India, you said Indiana and Michigan? Well, I was born in Michigan, and then we moved to Indiana when I was five. So my dad was an automotive engineer, and so he was back working in the auto industry. And then when I was 13, my parents my parents were both from Utah. They decided to move back to where they're closer to their families. Um, my, they wanted, uh, I think my siblings wanted to go to school in, in Utah, and they didn't want to pay out-of-state tuition and things. And so um, <laughs> they decided to move back. My dad took a job as an aerospace engineer and... and uh, it's kind of a little little change for him, and so we moved to Utah when I was 13, and um, that was when I really sort of really discovered writing. Before that, it was reading, uh, but when I moved to Utah, well, the first summer that we moved, I was 13, and we did not have, I hadn't made a lot of friends because I moved in the beginning of the summer, and I didn't have a chance, you know, to, to get to know a lot of people, so the library in our little town kind of became my haven because I could ride my bike there, and I went probably three days a week to ride my bike to the library to, to grab books. I'd read, you know, at least a book a day and, and just sort of more fell in with words and then when I was in high school um, I kind of was very involved in drama my school had a really strong uh, drama and debate program and so I was heavily involved with that but my mom sort of wanted me to stretch my wings a little bit and try something else and she pushed me to to take an elective as on the high school newspaper staff and so I did that and loved it I really that was really kind of where I figured out I I fit in <laughs> I just love telling stories I love I mean in that case I was telling real stories but I just loved I loved the written word I loved you know all, everything about it and so I went I went on and uh, got a degree in journalism and um, wrote for the school newspaper met my husband at the university newspaper 
And But through all that, I thought I want to write a book someday. And I didn't know, I knew I wanted to write a romance novel because that's what I had discovered I loved. My mother loved romance novels and, and my sisters, and we would read them and talk about them. And, and so I thought I want to write a romance novel someday. But I kind of thought one, one romance novel, <laughs> I would try. And then I was... We had our first child in 1990, June of 1990. She's uh, having a birthday soon. And um, I discovered that um, I decided I'm on maternity leave from my job at the local newspaper. I'm going to try to write a book now. And so I sat down and, and started, and it was awful. And <laughs> it's something that probably no one would ever will ever see, the very first efforts of mine. But then I really discovered I love this. I love being able to create what I want. I, I liked journalism, and I liked writing feature stories and things like that, but I didn't like some of the things that went along with that where people were angry at you a lot and, and you had to write about sad and, and difficult things. But in a book, I could take it in any direction I wanted. And I love that um, being able to explore and and things that I was interested in, research those more more um, in depth and just bring all that out into the page. And so um, I started when our daughter was born. I sold my first book when she was five. So I kind of had written a couple books in between there. And I sold my first book when she was five. I kept working at my newspaper job um, for a couple more years. And then we had our second son um, a couple years after that. And that's when I left the journalism world and decided to write full time. And I've been doing it ever since. That was 1997. So 25 years I've been writing full time. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's a long time. <laughs> it is. It feels like a lot of words under the bridge at this point. Mm. You know, I mean, it's. I'm working on my, I think, 71st book, 70th or 71st book. So I've been been doing it for a while. But um, every book is every book is an adventure. Every book is harder than the one before, just because you want to bring your best to your readers and you want to make sure that you're you're giving them something new and, and unique in my own voice and and something that you know it stands out from the other books. And so every book is harder. You just try try to bring your best to every single one. Wow. Okay. I, I kind of want to backtrack because that is just that is just so cool, so amazing. So you were in uh, journalism with your high school newspaper and then you were with your uh, local newspaper. Well, so I so I graduated with a degree in journalism and worked at the, the um, university newspaper. And then I got a job at the daily local paper here at the university town where I went to school. So that's where I started. I was a reporter for a couple of years um, and then became an editor uh, after the birth of our daughter. So I spent about seven years as an editor there, the news editor. Wow. <laughs> that's a long time. So, yeah, my background is in journalism and, and, and that's kind of where I started. I learned a lot from that. I learned about, you know, deadlines. I learned about talking to people, being comfortable, you know, interviewing people, uh, you know, just... I also learned that everybody has a story. That was something, uh, you know, that you really have to have to experience journalism and have to write a story every day in order to realize that you can you can find a story about anything. You just have to dig a little bit to to uncover it. And that's helped me a lot in my writing as well. Oh, wow. That's so cool that that um, learning those things in journalism incorporated into your writing and writing process and things like that. That's so cool. What? um. While you were still a journalist, what kind of experiences did you have? Um, like a funny story or scary, you know, <laughs> things like that. Because I can't even imagine the things that you 
had to, you know, place that you to go to, people that you'd interview. So my, my beat, my beat was the um, government affairs uh, beat. So I was involved with the local, I went to all the, you know, city council meetings, county council meetings, all the, and then I moved kind of to the legislature. So I covered a lot of the state government things. And and it was really interesting. You know, I, the part I enjoyed the most, I do, I did like the news stories. I did like, you know, uncovering juicy scandals and things like that, you know, and, and small town government, you can find things that are, that are maybe not going the way that they should be going and, and people are misusing funds and things like that. But uh, I really liked writing the feature stories. We Because we were a fairly small paper, I think our news staff was maybe 20 in the news staff. We had to write, you know, feature stories, they would the opportunities would come around about once or twice a month and so for me that was the most fun is uh you know finding somebody who was doing something interesting in the community and just spending time talking to them and and exploring what they were doing and learning about the things that interested them you know I've I incorporated many things from that time in my um books the even after I became the news editor, my job there was to, you know, go through the wire stories and figure out what we were going to run on our page and then design the news pages. And and I didn't really edit the stories. We had a city editor who did that, but I just laid them out on the page, wrote headlines and things like that. Um, but, you know, the 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 even then I had to write feature stories because, again, we were small staff. So even the editors had to write stories. I, I loved exploring things. I, lo- I got had opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise, you know, go, hot air balloons and, and different things like that, that I I just thought this would be cool. Let's write a story about that. And, and anything I was interested in, I could work into a, into a feature story. And that was lots of fun. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And the other funny thing is my husband and I met at the um, writing at the college newspaper when we were both at school. And then he got a job at the daily paper, too. So we sat like back to back. He was a sports reporter. And we sat back to back for about eight years at work. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Have you written a book about that or incorporated? No. Oh. No, but I was, I did start to say that I did many of the things that I did stories about I've used in books. And so it helps to have an interest in lots of wide, a wide variety of things I, you know, I did a story once about a veterinarian who did um, equine acupuncture and that showed up in a book. And I did a story about a rodeo doctor and that showed up in a book, you know, so I can, I can look back over that experience and, and I miss that because, you know, there were ideas that would come across every day and I could put them in an idea file. You know, my job was to read every single story that was coming across the, the newswire, uh, the Associated Press wire. And so I came up with a lot of ideas every day. I could come up with ideas of things to write, you know. And so once I quit work, I, I sort of lost that continual <laughs> inspiration. I had to go out see- seeking it. And you still I still find ideas everywhere, but it's it's they're not... You know, I'm not having to read those news stories in order to, and and finding things that I could use. Wow. Yeah, I, I can definitely see the uh, losing that that big that yeah, kind like of like an inspirational got turned off suddenly. The, the <laughs> idea flow suddenly got turned off, and I had exactly. to go dig a little deeper, dig my own well to find things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, you had mentioned that you were, you know, in maternity leave and you started to write, um, and then you, you published your book, uh, several years later, what was kind of like, like the turning point for you in writing your first book, getting it published? Like, this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be an author. What was that turning point for you? 
it was probably when I sold the book. I actually sold two books at the same time. So I had I'd written one and I'd finished one. It was not the one I first started. I started a new one after I realized this one is not going to work. The very first one. Um, so I started a new one. I wrote it. I I revised it. I got rejections from certain publishers. You know that that said it, they liked my voice, but the story didn't quite work for them. And and so I reworked it a little bit, pitched it around again. Um, I had an editor that I was that was interested really interested in it um and then she somehow it disappeared um she went i think she left again her own maternity leave and then my my manuscript got lost and so i re inquired about it about a you know this is back in the days pre-email so this was you know when you had a phone call in the mid 90s you had to phone people and say hey where's my you haven't responded to me i'm wondering what what's going on with it um she had asked to see the complete and so i'd sent it to her and somehow it got lost anyway and so she said please send it again and if you have anything else send that as well and i had another one that i'd started working on because that's one of the things they teach you when you're when you're a beginning writer is you don't just sit and wait to hear back from editors you start working on something else and then you can pitch that one around so i had two books basically finished uh, at that point i sent her the other one and then she uh just reached out to me about maybe three months later and said, we'd like both of these and we'd like to publish them. And, and that was just an amazing, amazing experience. It was just, I, I, nothing quite compares to that very first time you sell a book and the first time you see your book in print. You know, it's just a really amazing, amazing experience. And so, you know, I wrote three more for that publishing house before they, it was Bantam, Love Swept, Bantam Double Dell, uh, their Love Swept line. Um, and they discontinued the line, but I had already, been pitching around to other editors and I had, a, had another editor that I'd been working with already at that point. So I quickly found a new home uh, with Silhouette at the time. Um, and and my first book there was actually one about the rodeo doctor that I mentioned. <laughs> they bought one about a, a, tra a woman in hiding who poses, as, she's a doctor, but she poses as a rodeo doctor as she's in hiding. So it was lots of fun to write. <laughs> There's lots of fun to write. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to read that book. I don't think I've read that book. <laughs> that sounds really good. In my early part of my career, that were more romantic suspense. That was I was really interested in romantic suspense. And then after about twenty books, I sort of started figuring out that the stories I liked best were the ones that were really about small towns and communities and and relationships between friends and things like that. And so my voice sort of shifted a little away from the romantic suspense to more small town stories, which are the kind that basically that I write today. Totally. I know I was looking through all of your books and you said you're on your 71st. How has Hallmark <laughs> well, picked You know, they're up? very picky you know about what, they, what they've published you know, but, or what they make movies of. I've actually published. had several projects optioned and they've just never quite made it to the to the movie stage. We're still keeping our fingers crossed. You never know what's going to happen. But someday, I keep thinking, someday it will happen because my books are a perfect fit for Hallmark. And so I always tell people, if you like Hallmark movies, you'll probably like my books. <laughs> totally totally yeah even while, while I was reading your book I was like I can I can just see it now you know on the Hallmark channel well you know they have certain parameters they like and I'm not sure that my books have always always covered that and they have a lot there's a lot of books out there that are fabulous and and so they're just I think it I think it'll happen someday just a matter of when I totally think so too. I'm I'll, I'm waiting with you, honestly. And you know, I think most of my friends that are writers, we've sort of had to say, you know, 
that's not why we write. It would be fun and it would be neat to see, but it's not the end all. Uh, my my goal has always been to get my books in front of readers, and and I have a great publisher that works really hard to do that. They have a great distribution network, and they're able to get it out to you know a lot of places, grocery stores and WalMarts and you know Target and things like that. And so that's my goal is to to just tell my stories and make people happy. That's what I try to do every time I sit down to write is just make people happy with the words that I write. Totally. That I love that. That is so sweet. Yeah, I have a sign. Actually, I took it down, but I usually have a sign. I took it down because we're remodeling, but I have a sign that says, I may not change the world, but I can change someone's afternoon. And and so I kind of think about that when I sit down to write. And I think, you know, not many people have the opportunity to make people happy for a living, you know. And so I'm, I feel really blessed that I've been able to do this for 25 plus years now that I've been able to, you know, really bring bring make people's day brighter than maybe it was before they sat down to read oh my, my gosh i love that saying where did you hear that that is so sweet i think, I think there was an uh, an author who said it years and years ago i i picked it up and and it really resonated with me and i can't even remember who it was it's not unique to me i can tell you that but i've got it i've got it on my um wallpaper on my computer and then I had a little sign in my office as well I had a magnet I took that down (laughs) as I'm remodeling along with your 70 plus books have you have you um do you feel like you figured out the key to writing (laughs) do you feel like you've just figured it all out or I know you you mentioned it says it gets harder but you you'd think it would get easier and and I keep thinking why is this hard every single time and I think it's because it's a discovery every book is it brings out something different in me and in my characters you know and so it's not some people think oh you must just have a formula and you sit down and you know exactly what to do it's not that way every book you want to bring your best to your reader you don't want them to just say oh I read this three books ago or whatever so you want you have to I always say you know writers we we, we picked our low-hanging fruit early in our careers now that we're older and and we've been doing it for a long time we have to dig deeper in ourselves and in the emotions and and also you know we're having different experiences in our lives that that are different than when we were young I I mean I started when I was 24 years old and I'm now you know three decades later in a totally different place in my life and so the things I care about are different the things you know that that are important to me that I want to write about are, are different because my I wouldn't say my priorities have changed but they've certainly new priorities have come up as well so it, it's all learning in and I always think if you if you're not constantly learning and not constantly pushing yourself your readers will sense that and they and you will stagnate and your books will stagnate because you really do have to to bring your reader something new and and find what readers want right now and try to deliver that to them with your new book summer at the cape it just came out this year congratulations by the way that's (laughs) awesome totally did you what kind of struggles did you face when you were writing that book so i wrote that book during the pandemic and (laughs) i i have a i wrote four books during the pandemic and because i had deadlines and each one was hard because we were you know locked down and and um, on, a, on a personal note, my husband and I have a son with severe disabilities, and so we were total 100% caregiving him where he's always been in school or in a day program or something, and suddenly, uh, you know, that totally shifted, and so uh, it, it was more, it was really a matter, matter of juggling time and trying to find time to work. That was the difficulty with that particular book. I, it was also, there were a lot of emotional themes in, in it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sadness 
it's a I I say underlying it's a very uplifting book, but they're they, my characters have to sort of weave through some very difficult emotions. They lose a sister in that book. There's it's a really about a family, two sisters in particular who who's lost a third sister, and one of those sisters it was her twin, and so she's struggling to deal with you know what is it like when you've been you know had this other half of yourself for so many years and suddenly you've lost that how do you move forward and then the other sister had sort of always felt on the outside of that twin relationship and so now that she and the remaining twin are the ones left they have to sort of reassess their relationship and figure out how do we go on from this point without Lily those the sister that sadly passed away in a tragic accident and so there are a lot of sad themes but overall I think it's a very uplifting book it's about hope and and renewal and trying you know re- reforging friendships and, and relationships in your family I know as I'm reading it I um I'm just like shocked how how do you write I mean for me personally I feel like that'd be really hard to write something like a heartbreaking experience <laughs> It is hard, but it's also, you know, it, we can't shy away from those things when we're writing. You know, we have to, and, and I have to dig to do that because I'm a middle child. I like, I, I try to avoid conflict. But if you write a book without conflict, there's no story. And so conflict is story. <laughs> and it, without it, your characters can't grow and change and, and, and become better people, which is what happens with every single book. You, I start a book with the characters. I figure out who are these people? What do they need to learn? Where are they at the beginning of the book? Where do they need to be at the end of the book? What are some things that can happen to them that will help them get to that point that they need to be? And so every book is a process. Um, and, and if I shy away from those difficult things and make things easy for them and happy and rosy all the time, there's no character growth with that. There's no change. They're still going to be in the same place they were at the beginning, which is obviously, you know, there has to be a reason that they don't, they're not happy or that they haven't been able to find a happy ever after or else that would have happened somewhere in their life before. And so, you know, you have to build these characters that yes, there's a compelling reason that they're not in a place where they can open their hearts to, to being happy. And so you do have to put difficult, dark things. And sometimes it is hard to write those things, but, and I, and I cry when I'm writing them and I, I was, my husband will come down and find me crying in my office. He's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, just sad scene. And there are some scenes I cry every time I read it. And, and I have to tell myself, if it's making me cry, I hope it's going to make my readers cry. If it's making me laugh, I hope it's going to make my readers laugh. You know, I hope that I'm my, I always tell um, beginning writers, you're your first reader. You should be getting the same reaction from your own work that you want your readers to have. If you're not, then you need to work harder to, to bring that out in the book. I love that. That is that is really good advice. What other kind of advice would you give to to writers? You know, there are many people want to write a book. And after you've written a few, you always hear from people who say, I, I want to write a book someday, but I, either I don't know where to start or I don't have the time or whatever. And, you know... I think they need people need to remember that you're it's never going to be the perfect time to sit down and write. I had a brand new baby. I sat down to write. I have a son with severe disabilities. I wrote several books with him sitting on my lap because he cried all the time unless I was holding him, you know. It's never going to be perfect, but if it's a dream of yours, you need to pursue it because you're you're there you're never going to regret trying it. You're never going to regret having written a book. You might, you'll regret for the rest of your life if you don't do it, but you'll never regret that you did it. And so, you know, I'd rather live with the regret 
you know, I'd rather not have that regret. I'd rather do it, even though it's hard, than than have to live with that regret. And the other thing is, we're all afraid. You know, everybody who starts some creative endeavor has to face that fear because. Even now, after 70 books, I sit down and think, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this book. You know, I don't know how to write it. And no matter what stage you are in your career, there's there's fear there. But the satisfaction is overcoming that fear and realizing, you know, I have something to say to the world. I have something to provide the world. I can make people happy with what I'm writing or teach them something or or help them through a difficult time, you know, and the satisfaction of that is so worth the fear that you have to go through and the difficulty and the and the hardship of sitting down and trying to create. I don't think any creator really sits down and it's easy for them or else, you know, everyone would do it and every, you know, if and so whether you're an artist or a, a writer or a musician or whatever, it's there's struggle along the way and it's just like my characters I have to struggle to put words out on the paper just like they have to struggle through whatever their troubles are in order to find happiness the happiness is not going to come unless I put the work in and it's this it's the same with whatever creative endeavor people are going through they have to you have to fight through it you have to fight through those feelings of inadequacy and imposter syndrome and all those things that you know beset all of us no matter where we are in our career because the fulfillment is so worth it the the final result of having a book and holding it in your hand and realizing, you know, I created this out of nothing but my imagination. You know, it's an amazing, amazing sensation to hold that book and look at those words and words I don't even remember writing because this was four books ago, you know, and I can look at it and say, wow, you know, I did this because I sat down and kept my butt in the chair when I didn't want to, when I had other things I needed to do, when I was struggling with, you know, dealing with COVID and, and being down about that and, and all the struggles in the world and things like that, I still was able to do it. And as a result, now people can read that book and have a have a brighter day and take it to the beach and, and maybe read it by the pool with their kids this summer or whatever, you know, and, and it can make, make their day better. You know, one last thing I will add is I just this very day I got an email from a reader who said she's never married because she's only found basically loser guys but she says when I read your book I can remember that love is important and that there is love out there and it's and it's you know there can be happy endings for people even though I haven't found mine yet someone else you know there can be a happy ending and I can experience that by reading your books and what an amazing thing that is you know and I've had other readers who, who've told me that I saved their marriage one woman woman told me that you know she and her husband just weren't connecting and and they started reading my books together and realized how much they love each other through reading my books you know and so that's a powerful thing for a writer and people can and you know have their own opinions about books that have romance or whatever but it's it's about life it's about life affirming moments we're all craving that connection with someone in whatever capacity that takes, you know, whether we're straight or gay or whatever, we just want someone to love in our lives. And, and so to be able to write that is a, is a really powerful thing. To be able to remind people that love is important feels very powerful. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who Wrote That Book, featuring Rayanne Thane. 
It was so fun getting to know her. She is just so sweet. You can visit her website at brianthane.com to learn more about her and her other books as well. Follow us on Instagram at who wrote that book to be updated with upcoming episodes, behind the scenes, and more. Share the love, as always, and leave a review. It helps us know what you guys are thinking about the show, and it helps us to be easier to find on all streaming platforms as well. We'll see you guys later on Who Wrote That Book, hosted by me, Laura. Laura.